Boston College basketball lands another commitment. We are joined by Alex Broom, a committed running back from Tennessee. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. And I want to thank you all if you have made Locked On Boston College your first listen every morning. And if you don't, I want you to challenge you to make this your first listen. If you want BC News in a nice 20 to 25 minute segment, we have you covered. And today I'll give you a perfect example why Locked On Boston College should be your first listen. We're going to talk about recruiting again. Yesterday we had a whole episode on recruiting and then boom, more recruiting news just jumped in our lap. First, we're going to jump into basketball recruiting news, and then later in the show, I'll be joined by running back commitment, Alex Broom. And finally, I'm going to talk about what Boston College has to do to win the ACC Atlantic. But let's jump into basketball recruiting news, because this is the most fun uh, topic to talk about for this show. So... BC landed, they've landed three commitments heading into the season, and they just landed a fourth on Wednesday night as Armani Mighty, a center from Canada, committed to Boston College. Before I get into what he is, I, you know, BC has had some good names in the past, whether it's Steel DeVito or Spiffy Evans, but Armani Mighty might be the best name that they've ever had. Now, that aside, let's get into what he is. What he is. He's a 6'10 rim protector uh, that is – he's the perfect mold of what Boston College basketball is going for. He had a huge summer. He was part of the AAU team from Canada, Canada Elite, I believe they're called, uh, where he just exploded. He became a really strong peri- – uh, interior defender, rim protector for the team. He was a good rebounder, good defender. Not the best offensive player, but that, you know, that's kind of where he's at. If you look up this kid, you're not going to find a whole lot. He doesn't have a ton of huddled film. and There's not much on YouTube. You can find some Facebook films, which I couldn't embed in our vi- our videos, but you can look those up yourself. You just look up um, Armani Mighty. And what he does is he gives you something Boston College has not had I would say since Sean Williams, which is the potential of an elite rim protector. Like, just look back over the Jim Christian years. Who were the rim protectors you had? You had a Steph Mitchell, who is not really. He's more of a, a, you know, a forward. He's not a big, imposing presence underneath. You could say that you had guys like Nick Popovic or Dennis Clifford, but were either of those guys ever intimidating, like, big forces underneath? No. Nick Popovic was kind of a mobile center that could, you know, take shots from all over the place, but I don't think of him as a defensive-minded center, and and Dennis Clifford definitely wasn't, uh, you know, and he, he was limited in what he could and couldn't do. Now, you, so you have to go back, basically, to Sean Williams to have a guy that, that ha- has that much potential. Now, I'm not saying that Armani Mighty is going to be Sean Williams. Sean Williams is a once in a lifetime, maybe twice in a lifetime type of center for Boston College. You, you might have tripped into one, who knows, but I, I don't want to put him up at that level. But what he does is give something this roster does not have. Because going into 2022, you look at the center position, you look at the bigs, you have Justin Vanderbon, who 
Um, I haven't seen enough to know what he could do, but he doesn't strike me as a big physical perimeter guy. He looked like a like skin and bones when I saw him last year. He's going to bulk up a little bit. Same thing with Quinton Post, who's a bit bigger and a little bit more polished at center. He's the uh, transfer from Mississippi State. But you look at Armani Post, I mean Armani uh, Mighty, and he's already bigger than both of those guys. He's like, he's a big dude. And so I think you head into 2022 and you get the uh, the mighty force down down in the in the paint, and he's going to do some things for Boston College. I like what they got in him, um, and he fits in the mold of like think of what Chaz Kelly is. Chaz Kelly didn't have a ton of offers either. I mean, he had some good ones, but he's these high upside developmental guys that Earl Grant can work with. That he can do the Al Skinner thing with, where they're they're like. They're getting attention, but they're not super blue chip recruits that he can, you know, mold and get into his system. Uh, I I love that. I love that system because I think that's how Boston College is going to have to be successful. You get guys with good upsides, you develop them, and you make them good. These guys are not the same, as I said yesterday, as the Vin Baker Juniors, the Chris Heron Juniors, and um, the myriad of other players that came through Boston College and just flamed out. Uh, Kamari Williams, you know, they, these guys were not ACC players. I think you'll see with a almighty uh, Armani, Armani Mighty, I'm going to get his name right, I promise you. Um, you're going to see guys like him just develop, and that's how the system is going to work, and that's how it's going to be. Now, I think with four players now committed for Boston College, I'm pretty sure this will be it. I know people have been asking about Luke Hunger. I think Armani Mighty is kind of redundant. I think they're going to get him and not Hunger. I, and I, I thought all along Hunger would be a kind of a reach. I mean, he's already been doing visits to like Miami. He's got a whole bunch of Big Ten offers. You know, you go with what you can get. And if Armani Mighty is that guy, you get him. You know, he's not ranked, but he had offers from Providence and, and, and Vermont. And, you know, I think if he stayed around a little bit on and, um, you know, tried to pick up some more offers, he probably could have. But I think he's solid and I like what he's doing. And, I think now that you have those four guys, you have Donald Hand, you have uh, Prince Oligby and Chaz Kelly to go on with my, my, with Mighty, I think the class of 2022 should be done. Now, even if they have an extra slot, they really shouldn't use five for a class. You save, you either pocket that for a, a grad transfer or you save it for another another year because, you know, you don't want to get into what Steve Donahue had where you're just, uh, you know, have a huge crunch of scholarships with one year. So I think this should be done. And it, and it kind of slots out nicely because they had an open slot, I think still from last year, they didn't fill anything. And then they're going to lose Brevin Galloway, James Karnick and Fred Scott. I think those will be the four that will leave. I uh, three that'll leave in the open spot. You fill them with your four, boom, you're ready to go. And if there's another transfer, you go out and you grab some transfers to go with it. But it's an intriguing uh, defender and big presence, I think, that Boston College definitely needed. And it, it just it's another good, solid get for uh, Earl Grant. Now, the big question for heading from here is how he develops these guys. I mean, you can get all these different players, and if you don't develop them, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, but it's a good start. So that's where we're at. Now, in a moment, we're going to be joined by Alex Broom, who's going to talk to us about his journey to Boston College, his coach Trent Dilfer, and his relationship with BC, and a whole lot more. Hey guys, so there are a few things in life that are just not fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. It's just gross. So, you know, when you're sweating through shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing. You just hate it. So some of you may know that I personally have dealt with this. I sweat all the time. I speak in public. I can't help but sweat through my shirt. Now, listen, I I know that sweating is not life and death, and there are much worse problems in the world. But let's be honest, in this moment, it feels like a big deal. 
Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or God forbid, a first date. I'd rather much not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, and then boom, the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirt based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or not someone you know is dealing with gross sweat, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CBS. This is locked on Boston College. AJ Black here. And if you've been following our podcast every week, we've had a different recruit that is committed to Boston College. And I am so excited about this week. We have Alex Broom out of Lipscomb Academy in Tennessee. Alex, how's it going? Good, good, good. Great, great being on here. Thanks great. For thanks, for, thanks for coming on. And um, it's been a heck of a season for you down at Lipscomb. Can you talk a little bit about how your season's going? Because I, I followed you. Um, I saw one of your games earlier on in the year. I saw some clips of it. You had six touchdowns in a game. Yes, sir, I did. That was week two against Independence. But Overall, season has been going great. Um, six and one overall, um, two and zero in the region. So right now we're first place, hoping to keep it rolling. And your coach is Trent Dilfer, correct? Yes, sir. How's it How's it feel working under a former NFL quarterback like Trent Dilfer? It's just good getting to see that terminology early. So when you get to the college level, and hopefully and willingly the pros, you've already been exposed to that that type of terminology, the different lingo the plethora of formations that they'll shoot at you. So just getting that experience is cool. Awesome. Awesome. So you're from Tennessee and that's ne- never been a huge hotbed for Boston college in terms of recruiting. You don't see a ton of Tennessee guys coming up. Yeah. What, what caught your attention about Boston college and made you commit? Really just, I love the coaching staff, all those guys, coach half his staff, uh, Gunnell hit my, running back coach, uh, Duggan, he recruits for Tennessee, the linebackers coach. Just, they're a great group of guys. Um, the energy, just when, I went, when I've went gone, the times I've gone up there, the team as a whole, it's, it's something, it's special. So all that, and just they communicated with me the most. They were the most engaging, I feel, as in, in my recruiting. So just getting to know them and their lives and their families and everything was cool to see, and that's what I feel like home is. That's awesome. And do you, when you talk to them, do they feel like they know you really well and that they've connected with you really well? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We've been, even before they offered me, we were talking at least, it's been like a year since I've known them, I'm pretty sure, or yep. somewhere in that time span. So just, it's been cool getting to know them, their families, like I said, and then yep. also the players as well. When you went, when you went up and visited, who did you stay, who was your host? Which, which players yeah. did you you hang with Alex Sinkfield. Yep. Oh, so running back Alex Sinkfield, who just started at uh, from West Virginia. Yep. Yes. Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, were you? What, what did you think of like the facilities and the campus in general? It was nice. Campus was really what blew me away, and also all the renovations that Coach Half was will, were willing to make. And yep. then going to see the game where they played Missouri, I got to see all the new renovations they made. So just seeing all that come to fruition and them being like people of the word. So you got to see you, you got the, the prime experience, Alex, going up to see the Missouri game. What, yes, sir. Explain what that was like, because I'm assuming as a recruit, that was pretty exciting to watch that. 
Yeah, it was electric. Um, I'm pretty sure it was family day, so like everybody was out there. Um, yep. Student section was rocking. Um, it was a great battle between both teams, and we came out with the win in yeah. dramatic fashion. Yeah, that I mean, as someone who's covered this team, that was a special game to see. Like you don't, you don't get to see a team come back and win like that that often, and and to see a full alumni stadium must have been, you know, pretty exciting for you. Yes, now. Does has coach? I, I you may not know the answer. I'm going to ask you anyways. Has Coach Dilford? Does he communicate with Coach Halfley a lot? Or I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, the officer coordinator Frank Signetti, yep. um, he coached Dilford when he was in the NFL. I'm pretty sure it was with when he was um, with the Buccaneers. I believe he was the yep. officer coordinator there. So they oh, have a good relationship, and I'm sure they they talk on a regular basis. I know that. Oh, cool. Awesome. Okay. And so you know you're. The running back position, I don't know if you followed BC for a couple of years. It's changed since half coach Halfley's taken over, right? If you looked at if you looked at who used to be the at the running backs, it's AJ Dillon, who's with the Green Bay Packers right now. And he's mm-hmm. what, like 6'2, 250 pounds, like huge yes, dude. And you're a smaller running back, right? Yes, sir. Oh, but yes, you're you're fast as you're fast as heck. I've seen your I've seen your your film. What kind of running backs do you like to style your play after, or someone that like you might say, "This is who I want to be when I get uh, to the next level." So, I guess the oh, the reason why we're at twenty my favorite running back is Barry Sanders, and just maybe I don't think I have the wiggle he has all the way yet, but just not letting that first defender tackle you ever. I pride myself on that. Yep. And also the versatility. I like Christian McCaffrey and also Alvin Kamara because in the new age of football, you got to be able to catch the ball the backfield or line up in the slot outside yep. just to get mismatches against safeties or linebackers. So just being versatile. So I have to say, so there's three running backs that have committed in your class. Have you met CJ, Kling Scales, yes. and uh, yes, Cam? Yes, I have. Uh, so I had CJ on a couple of weeks ago and he compared himself to Reggie Bush. So we now have Barry Sanders and Reggie Bush in the backfield coming up for Boston college. Uh, just um, so that's great. Um, now last thoughts, thinking about where you want, where do you see Boston college going by the time you graduate? Maybe you head off to the NFL after three or you go and you stay all four years. Where would you like to see BCB uh, and you particularly in a couple of years? I believe that in a couple of years, we'll be legitimately competing for ACC championships year in and year out. We'll be hopefully year in, year out, preseason top 20, top preseason top 25, hopefully cracking the top 10 a couple of times. Um, Beating the top teams in ACC, whether it be Clemson, whoever it is that year, beating them consistently and just being a top dog in the in the country. All right. And what where would you like to see yourself in a couple of years? Um, God willing, the NFL. Hopefully I get that opportunity. Yep. But if not, just a great man and obviously getting a great education from Boston College as well. Alex, it's been great talking to you. Is uh, where can people follow you on social media? So my Instagram is Alex Alex.broom20. And then my Twitter is Abram20, so both of those. All right. Alex Broom, you can check him out. Uh, he plays for Lipscomb Academy. He's going to be playing for Boston College next year uh, after he signs his letter of intent. Alex, one last question before I forget. Um, are you going to – Are your, is your plan when you enroll at Boston College to enroll in um, 
uh, early or is going regular? Like uh, I'm going regular. Sadly, they we couldn't work out me being able to graduate early. Yeah, but I'm going right. Re- but I'll be I'll be ready to go. Have hopefully I can get the workout plan from strength conditioning coach and stay on top of my training. So when I get there, I'll be ready to go. All right, Alex. Well, good luck with the rest of your season, and we'll see you in Chestnut Hill in a year. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right, take care. Now, in a moment, we are going to jump in and talk about the ACC Atlantic and the race for Boston College that's still alive for them to win the, that con- uh, the division. But let's first chat about rockauto.com. Are you in the business of doing some work on your car? Are you thinking of just getting some mechanical work done? Why spend 30, 50, 70, or even 100% more at one of those other stores when you can head over to rockauto.com? With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to find uh, find them at your local auto parts chain stores. And they probably won't even have it in stock. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. Use rockauto.com, and then you can stay at home and just do it all yourself. When you head over to rockauto.com, you just use their easy-to-use catalog. Everything that they have will come up once you put in their make and model, either whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website, and when you do, make sure that you write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com it's football season and we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another year. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 21 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online. Where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Again, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Boston College part of your first listen every morning. It means so much to me to hear that many of you like are dying to hear the new episode of Locked On Boston College and that you subscribed or you're recommending it to friends. That means a ton to me and it, and it really it makes the work that I put in daily for this podcast uh, worth it. I love hearing all your comments on that. Um, so our final segment, I'm going to go a little bit on the, uh, I'm going to put on my, I'm going to put on my maroon and gold sunglasses here and get really rosy here because I'm going to talk about how Boston college can win the ACC Atlantic. Now, if you watch Saturday's game against Clemson, and I know most of you did, you watched a team that bit themselves in the, uh, you know, shot themselves in the foot way too many times. And the thought of them winning the the con for uh, the division seems like a far fetched um plan given that they're zero and one in the conference right now right but we saw a lot of things that are positive and there's some little tweaks and if you believe in Jeff Halfley and what he can do you th- you're like mm, I think he can do this that if they do that they could win the conference now right now but Boston College will have to hope that Clemson loses at least once. Uh, loses twice to, for them to win the, the the division. And that could, uh, sorry, they had to lose once because they already lost to NC State. Excuse me. Um, if they lose again, then BC can jump up. But BC's got to play really well going down the stretch. But 
it, stranger things have happened. You know, B, we saw what Clemson can do. Now, here's what BC has to do. If, like, all the cards say, like, you know, they're going to just control their own destiny here. We're not going to talk about scheduling. That's not what I'm going to get into here. It's what BC has to do to win more games. First of all, they need to dominate special teams. I have been so impressed with Matt Thurin and what he's done with the special teams unit. You saw Grant Carlson, who's averaging almost 48 yards a punt, literally just flipping the field every time he goes out. And, you know, when you don't have an offense that can consistently avoid punts, and that's okay, you don't have to have the best offense in the world every time you go out, you can still cause problems with good punting. And that's what Grant Carlson is doing every single week. So you have that. You have, you know, they're blocking punts. Connor Lighton has become a consistent kicker. When you thought that kicking was going to be an issue after Aaron Bumeri went down with an injury, all of a sudden you got Leighton, who's got an even stronger leg. So Thurin has put together an excellent group, and they can get better because, as I've said on my website, BC still makes mistakes on, on some things. First of all, Danny Longman needs to stop kicking the ball out of bounds. I, it's not the biggest thing, but it's a, it's. I, I know many of you out there are annoyed by it. I get annoyed with it too. Just kick the ball straight and kick it out of the end of the end zone. You don't need to angle it. He needs to stop doing that because it does set up offenses in better shape. That's one thing. And then there's been little mistakes as well. First of all, you go back to the UMass game. Travis Levy bonked one off his head. Uh, that let UMass get into the game. You play against a better team. That kind of shift, shift in momentum, momentum will lose you a game. It was against UMass, luckily, so they didn't have that issue. But when you play against NC State or Virginia Tech, you do that, that could cost you the game. So they need to clean that up. And it wasn't just Levy. Jalen Gildas did it this week, too, and almost cost them. So just cleaning that up and get continue doing what you're doing because the rest of the special teams has been awesome. They've been blocking kicks. You know, Nito Akpala had a block the other day. So that is a big step right there. Secondly, I want to see their defense continue to grow because – I, I, I liked what they did against Clemson. I know they let up 480 yards, but I think there's been times during the season this defense has been really good. And I I don't care about the yardage, just like Jeff Halfley said. Like, it's the points. You hold Clemson. I don't care if it's Hunter Renfro at quarterback. If you hold them to 19 points, that's good. And now you can continue. Obviously, the defense will just need to continue to develop. It's developing from last year. You can clearly see this defense is much better than last year. But there's still things they can improve. They could get better um, pressure on the quarterback, you know, a little bit better in coverage, especially on the short and intermediate things. You want to see that improve. But that defense, if it can take another step, say they take another step and they, they start to get the pressure on or they're able to really lock down in the secondary, which is what we've seen. I mean, against Clemson, you know, they gave up some short stuff, but they weren't giving up the big stuff. I think Boston College's defense could be a real factor moving forward, but they got to take another step because it's just not completely there yet. Next you got to put, and this is one we've talked until our faces are blue, and I don't really want to get into it all that much, but the, Frank Signetti's got to figure out how to get uh, Dennis Grossell in a position to succeed. They need to slim down the playbook a little bit, and what I mean by that is take away the long, protracted uh, draw, like, um, you know, the longer developing plays, and keep them short and sweet, because when Grossell gets that ball out quick, He's good. It's when he's scrambling around and trying to do a million different things. That's when he screws up. So, or he tries to bomb it, which he, he doesn't, he's got an arm, but he's not accurate enough to do that. 
uh, consistently. So keep it nice and short. You have the wide receivers that if you get it to Zay Flowers, he's going to give you the yards you would have got if you bombed it a little bit more. So, you know, he'll get you some yards out to carry. Same thing with Trey Barry. He's a different breed. He'll just run over the defender. And I think Jaden Williams and CJ Lewis can do, and Jalen Gill can all do the same thing. So, just do like I would love to see them kind of pare that down because that will limit the amount of errors that Grossell will do. Because when he gets it out quick, you don't see him throwing into triple coverage. You don't see him throwing it in ill advised. He just he hits snap, look, see my guy, boom. And he's he's good at that. And I think that's where they need to go with that offense. So I'd love to see them kind of tailor that. And I think the offense will continue to grow if they do that. So that's one thing I would love to see. And finally, you know, I love Jeff Halfley, but one thing that I've noticed over the last two years, and it's become a problem at times, is the mistakes. It seems like BC makes more mistakes, at, and it's not consistent. There's just games where they go like over and over and over again with bad mental errors, and it happened last year, too. I just was hoping they grew past it. Now, it's happened a couple times this year. It happened at UMass, and it happened against Clemson. Where they just had, the, you know, I think it was 11 penalties against UMass. It was 10 penalties against Clemson. You know, they had a minus three against Clemson. They got to clean all that up. And, and you know, some of it kind of intertwines with some of the other uh, topics that we're talking about, like Grossell. But the, 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 the pre-snap issues, lining up in a legal formation, they, I think they did it like two or three times in that last game. That's stuff they got to fix. And if you're going to win games, you can't give up yards, especially when you don't have an offense without that's without Phil Jakovic now. You got to clean all that up. Now they get all these done, and they're not unreasonable things that they have to do. I'm not asking the defense become to become like the 2001 Baltimore Ravens here. I'm just asking them to take a jump up, you know, cl- clean up a little bit with Grossell, make it more manageable. All these things are doable. You look at the schedule and you say. You know, there's a this. You could make an argument. BC could win every single one of those games. They probably they they won't, but you could say that they do, and that would be huge for them. So we'll have to see how they kind of clear up some of these issues. It's a bye week, and this is the perfect time to fix things. But that's where we're at. And on tomorrow's show, I'm gonna give out first half grades for all the different positional groups for Boston College heading into the second half of the season. Thank you all for listening. If you have not done so already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple iTunes, a huge help would be if you go on, give us a five-star review. Tell us that you love AJ, that you love BC Bulletin, whatever you want. I don't care. It just helps our algorithm and helps people find us. And if you want to, share this with your family and friends. If you have people that tailgate at BC that you know, tell them about Locked On Boston College. Help them become part of our community. Um, And remember, we're doing um, we have a caller line now that you can call and leave messages. If you want to do that, the number is 781-479-2217. And hit me up on uh, Twitter if you don't remember what the number is. I'll give it to you. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.